Welcome to the Shred the Spread podcast, episode 13, Recap Monday. If you're new, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, as always, thanks for coming back. Per usual, I am your host, Jared, on Recap Monday. We are not joined by Dinell. Uh, that is only Thursday and Saturday. But man, did, <laughs> did we have a week. I hope you guys, the past two weeks, have really been listening and, and you know, storing in the back of your head of what we're saying. We're not asking you to take our picks by any means. We're hoping that we give you a valuable resource uh, for picks, sides, reasons, injury news. Uh, we try to do our best to cover all of that. But we have been sharp. We have been sharp. Uh, I mean, let's get right into it. Uh, my picks, I went three wins, zero losses, two pushes on the official side. Um. I pushed the Falcons and I pushed the Commanders. Well, let's just say that when the ball is just falling your way, it's falling your way. Because when I actually went to the sportsbook to place those bets, I didn't get the Commanders plus three. I got the Commanders plus four. And I didn't get the Falcons plus three. I got the Falcons plus three and a half. So per usual, I straight bet all of my picks. So whatever I say my picks are, I straight bet those. I put a unit on each. Then I also take that entirety of my picks and I sprinkle about a quarter unit, half a unit sometimes, uh, depending on the, the, uh, the amount of picks, and I parlay them. So <laughs> not only did I hit every single bet, I also hit the parlay. Now I also do a lean where I sprinkle my leans into round robins, and I actually hit every single lean from Thursday besides the Packers minus four. Uh, so I had a tremendous week. So... On the official picks, I went three wins, two pushes, so no losses, no harm, no foul. Uh, but on my physical tickets, I went 5-0. and oh. An incredible week for my picks. Um, Dinell, pretty much same thing, except he went with the Colts instead of the under. Uh, so Dinell pushed on the Falcons plus three. He nailed the Seahawks plus two, just as, just as I did. He also went... Titans plus 12 and a half. We all we talked about on Saturday. Super sharp. Uh, that would have been my next pick in if I didn't cap us at five total picks. Uh, but then he, obviously the Colts plus six. So just quick recap. I had Falcons plus three, Commanders plus three, Seahawks plus two, Patriots and Colts under 40 and a half, and Bengals minus seven. Uh, Dino had Falcons plus three, Seahawks plus two, Titans plus 12 and a half, and the Colts plus six. Uh, our underdog round robin was an absolute heartbreaker. The Seahawks handled business as they usually do. I mean, the Falcons gave the game to the Chargers, and the Commanders simply handed the game to the Vikings. Uh, Falcons, Commanders, we should have swept our underdog round robin. That would have been a tremendous payout. All plus money plays uh, as the round robin always is. Uh, the teaser, once again, goes down. Bengals smashed. Commanders smashed. But the, the Colts, which we were the one that we were talking about, was iffy about. Uh, uh, we'll get to that next. Um, yeah, so we're so due to hit our teaser. Um, obviously, teasers are a teaser. They're called a teaser for a reason. They just draw you in. They make you feel like it, like Colts plus 12, especially in an under, which I liked, just seemed like way too many points, but the Colts just couldn't move the damn ball. And that's actually the first game we're going to talk about. The, Indian the Indianapolis Colts traveled to New England. Colts scored three. Patriots scored 26. We know. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. We say Bill Belichick 
kills rookie quarterbacks. This was no ordinary case. Sam Ellinger in this Colts offense put up three points. Ellinger, 15 of 29 for 103 yards and an interception. Mac Jones was 20 of 30 with 147 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) You know, when I tell you that Ellinger was the leading rusher for the Indianapolis Colts, you knew this had to have been ugly. Ellinger had 39 rushing yards, Deion Jackson had 23 rushing yards, and Jordan Wilkins had 13 rushing yards. Uh, basically, Ramondre Stevenson by himself had 60 rushing yards, which almost was more than the entirety of the Colts team combined. Uh, there wasn't, you know, Ellinger didn't have many passing yards, so we're not even going to touch into really, besides Pierce had 23 receiving yards and Pittman had 22. Um, from the Patriots side, it was very you know, distributed Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, um, nothing tremendous. But Patriots, Nick Folk is automatic. Uh, I think he went four for four for field goals. So, you know, he whooped the Colts by himself. He covered he covered the six-point spread by himself against the Colts. Um, ugly game for the Colts. The under smacked. I knew this game was going to have zero points. Um did I think the Colts were going to be this lopsided and it was going to be 26-3? Absolutely not. Um, but you can't trust the Colts with Ellinger. That was my side for my pick. Uh, so Dino had Colts plus six, which unfortunately goes down. I took the Patriots and Colts under 40.5, which was absolutely no sweat. So that takes us to the Packers and the Lions. Packers traveled to Detroit. Packers had nine. Lions had 15. An ugly game. Uh if you tuned in Thursday, Arlene's uh, Dino and I, we said Packers should win this game. So we were looking at the plus four. Um, even on Tuesday, uh, when I was looking at this game, I was like, "Is this a is this a Lions home win?" Um, I just didn't see it. After I saw the Packers had a really solid second half against the Bills, who had a rough week this week. Um, I end up just staying with the under. So luckily I played the under in this one. It wasn't an official pick, uh, but I did say this line seemed extremely high for two teams that are going to be in a dogfight. But uh, regardless, Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 43 with 291 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Two of those, which happened to be in the red zone. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I don't know if you guys saw that interception, but that was absolutely incredible. Um you know, even when the Packers were struggling to score, they were getting into the red zone consistently at first. Um, and I was like, you know what? The Packers might come back and cover. I definitely think this still goes o- under. Um, but, you know, the Packers were just doing Packer things this year. It's it's awful. Uh, Jared Goff, 14 of 26, 137 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Um, you know, not tremendous, but effective, I guess. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was... <laughs> You know, just like the Colts team, this must be a trend. If your quarterback, besides Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, uh, if your quarterback is your leading rusher, uh, especially when you have two solidified backs, you probably didn't have a great offensive game. Aaron Rodgers had four scrambles for 40 yards. A.J. Dillon, 11 carries for 34 yards. And Aaron Jones, nine carries for 25 yards. There was no moving the ball on the ground versus the Lions. Jamal Williams, the ex-Packer by himself, chip on his shoulder, 24 rushes for 81 yards. 
showing the Packers, hey, look what you missed out on. You gave me up just to come back and bite you in the ass when you needed a win most. Uh, from the receiving side, Alan Lazard, solid game, four receptions for 87 yards in the touchdown. DeGuara, five receptions for 41 yards for the Packers. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was really the only solid receiver, uh, four receptions for 55 yards. And even though DeAndre Swift came in the game for a couple snaps, um, we you know we talked about it on Saturday. We didn't see much information that he would play. Um, there were some very critical spots, like third and long, where they wanted him in there, I guess, or you know, go a couple punches on, you know, a couple yards. Uh, DeAndre Swift actually did get a few snaps into the game. He did run a couple routes. He had three catches for forty yards, and um, I believe it was second and long or third and long. He made a tremendous full speed turn to his side hands catch as a halfback in the red zone which converted to first down which ultimately led to the lines getting in the end zone uh so deandre swift not 100 percent healthy came in and was effective uh so you know another disappointing loss for the packers i have no idea what this team's identity is right now or what their you know their route to success is uh, they didn't make any moves at the deadline. They're talking about attempting to get Odell Beckham, but the latest I think we've seen is Odell potentially going to the Cowboys. Uh, he's supposed to clear, you know, be medically cleared fully this week. Who knows what's going to go on? You know, if I was a top receiver, the last place I want to go to right now is Green Bay. They are looking rough. The Chargers travel to Atlanta. They defeat the Atlanta Falcons 20-17. to this was an absolute heartbreaker. The Atlanta Falcons single-handedly gave this game to the Chargers. Not only should the Atlanta Falcons have won outright, they should have covered three points. Um, luckily, I got them at three and a half when I actually placed the bet, so I actually got half-point movement in my favor. Um, so the line or the Falcons pushed the three points, but they did cover that three and a half that I had. I really thought Falcons were going to win this game. The public was all over the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are bad. They are really running out there with a trash defense. They have a couple starters, um, but the majority of them are backups. Uh, Herbert was 30 of 43 with 240 yard, 245 passing yards, one touchdown and one interception. Marcus Mariota, you know, not the known passer, but 12 of 23 with 129 yards. Um, Austin Eckler, if you eye test, if you watched the game, you thought Austin Eckler had a great game on the ground he had so many things called back um so many explosive plays called back uh where he was said he was down then he wasn't down you know it was very confusing but you know ultimately looking at the stat sheet he was only 14 of 47 with a rushing touchdown um Algier solid solid day uh really got going in the second half 10 rushes for 99 yards and Cordell Patterson welcome back i know the falcons were happy to have you 13 carries for 44 yards and two touchdowns he was the goal line specialist um not really much receiving from the falcon side but josh palmer did have eight catches for 160 or 106 yards and deandre carter five catches for 53 yards respectively on the charger side um yeah Falcons should have won that game, man. Falcons should have won that game. Um, Dino and I were both on Falcons plus three officially, but we I'm not sure if he went to the same place I did. Uh, 
we are a little bit apart right now, so we do go to different sports books. So uh, I will have to get up and see if he actually had Falcons plus three at his sports book. Uh, but I did get Falcons plus three and a half. So if you guys did tail that, I hope you were on uh, the extra half point side. Um, Vikings traveled to Washington to play the Commanders. They ultimately defeated them. Vikings 20, Commanders 17. Another, another push. Commanders plus three officially, but luckily I did get them at plus three or plus four when I placed the bet. Uh, so like I said, when the ball's rolling your way, it's rolling your way. Um, Commanders gave them this game, man. Taylor Heineke, a bad interception. Vikings marched right down, hit Dalvin Cook in the back of the end zone, toe tap, and then went down and kicked the game-winning field goal. Um, Kirk Cousins, 22 of 40, 265 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Taylor Heineke, 15 of 28, 149 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Dalvin Cook, eh, decent game on the ground, 17 carries for 47 yards. Uh, Robinson Jr., 13 carries for 44 yards, and Antonio Gibson had 11 carries for 36 yards. But this was the Justin Jefferson get it to the end zone finally since like week one or two. Seven receptions for 115 yards. And TJ Hawkinson in his Vikings debut, nine receptions for 70 yards. Curtis Samuel, three receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown catch was unbelievable. Taylor Heineke threw in a triple coverage, quadruple if you include the referee that they knocked over. Uh, Curtis Samuel somehow came out with the ball, gave him the touchdown. Uh, you know, other than that catch, he was pretty quiet. So that was a huge play in the game. Uh, Terry McLaurin five for 56. It's still getting solid production. I would, I would like to see him get more volume and targets. Uh, five receptions is a little narrow. Um, I think McLaurin needs to actually be somewhere. He needs to be that eight, nine, 10 receptions guy. Um, you know, run a little bit more shorter routes for him. Let him use his speed. Uh, you know, get him out and get him out in space, man. Let him make some plays. But ultimately, Vikings beat the Commanders. Uh, so officially, that is a Commanders plus three push. Uh, hopefully, you guys got a better number when you actually went to place the bet on Sunday or whenever you decide to place the bet. Uh, another one I had to pick: Panthers twenty-one, Bengals forty-two. I I called it. The Bengals, when they come off an ugly loss, seem to play their best football. Uh, and this wasn't even Joe Burrow having to play fantastic. He did play well, but this was the Joe Mixon show. Uh, if you saw after the first quarter or first half, P.J. Walker got benched for absolutely abysmal performance. Uh, he almost had more interceptions than completions. He had three completions out of 10 attempts, nine yards and two interceptions. Baker Mayfield got the call to get his job back. Uh, you know, Panthers had to make up with their X on this one. Baker, 14 of 20. 155 yards and two touchdowns made the game a lot more uh, respectful than it really was because ultimately the Bengals could have won this thing 42 to zero. Seriously. Uh, if Baker Mayfield did not come in and give this Panthers team a chance to look competitive, it would have gotten really ugly. Uh, Burrow 22 of 28, 206 yards and a passing touchdown. But the, uh, you know, before we get into mixing T Higgins, was the leading receiver, seven receptions for 60 yards. But like I said, this was all Joe Mixon. He had four receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown, but he had 22 carries, 153 yards, four touchdowns. So five total touchdowns for Joe Mixon. And I know 
season-long fantasy owners were waiting for this. Uh, he was he wasn't having the j- normal Joe Mixon year, but this right here just inflated his average to about where he should be, uh, if not over. Uh, so Joe Mixon, have a day. Bengals cover that minus seven. Uh, Raiders twenty, Jaguars twenty-seven. Dinell. I know you are happy. I talked him out of this one. A lot of people, the public, I believe, was on the Raiders, and I just did not see it. I know the Raiders just got shut out two weeks ago. But what the, what does that mean that they're going to come out here and just stomp the living piss out of the Jaguars? That doesn't mean shit, okay? We're in the NFL. The Raiders lost to a bad Saints defense. Zero points. Then they, you think they're going to go to Jacksonville and handle business? I don't care if they hopped out like 14-0 or 17-0, whatever the hell it was. There was no way in hell you could bet that Raiders team. Just save your money. Um, and what's crazy is I gave out the Jaguars plus one and a half in the lead, and I told, I told everybody on Thursday, the books were wrong. <laughs> the books were wrong. The Jaguars should not be home dogs. It, two bad teams, you take the home dog. I, I, I said it. Uh, I didn't bet it as much as I bet my main picks, but I did sprinkle it and I put it in the my uh, round robin for my leans. Um, Dinell, you're welcome. You are welcome. You wanted to take the Raiders, and I'm so glad you didn't because the Raiders stink. I don't care what kind of personnel they have on offense. They stink. Uh, Derek Carr, 21 of 36, 259 yards and two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, 25 completions, 31 attempts. 235 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 17 of 67 uh, on the ground. ETN, another back-to-back week of tremendous ground production. 28 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, James Robinson being traded from the Jaguars to the Jets might have been the best thing possible for ETN's career. Uh, He is getting the spotlight. He is good out of the back. He's good on the line. The guy can do it all. Devontae Adams, after having an absolute ghost week on the stat sheet last week, 10 receptions, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. And on the Jaguar side, we are highlighted by Christian Kirk, eight receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Vegas was outscored by Jacksonville, 17-0. to 17-0. In the second half, um, I don't know, man. Stay away from this Raiders team. They are awful. Let's go to a actually good team. A team that we keep going back and back and back, and it doesn't matter how many percentage of the bets they get. They're the better team, and Vegas has to start respecting them. Seahawks plus two. Free as can be. Geno Smith, 26 of 34. 275 yards, two touchdowns. Eh, an iffy interception, but hey, whatever. Uh, Kyler Murray, 25 of 35. 175 yards and two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, 26 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Kyler Murray, eight carries, 60 yards. James Conner, seven carries for 45 yards. Um... Noah Fant have a day. Five receptions for 96 yards. And then Lockett and DK both got into the end zone. Uh, Lockett, five receptions for 67 yards. And DK, five receptions for 37 yards. 
Uh, Rondell Moore, eight receptions for 69 yards. Ertz got into the touchdown with 40 receiving yards. And DeAndre Hopkins, a quiet day. That is the recipe for success for the Seattle defense. If they can shut down DeAndre Hopkins, force the other guys to make plays, they will win. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, four receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, There's not much to say, man. Vegas has to start shifting this line in the Seahawks' favor or they are going to keep getting killed. I hate that, oh, they're due for a loss, they're due for a loss. They're playing great football. Geno Smith is being efficient as a passer. He is hitting his playmakers, and Kenneth Walker has come alive. He is a main back on almost every single team in this league. He is so aggressive off his lines and his reads. He doesn't hesitate. He trusts his instinct. He is an instinct running halfback. The guy is just hes playing tremendous. And when he has a game, the Seahawks generally win. Oh, let's go to this game. Uh, as on Thursday, when we were doing preview Thursday, I said this is going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Uh, Buccaneers, Tom Brady had his signature game-winning drive. Um, congratulations on Tom Brady for breaking 100,000 passing yards. That is insane. Insane. Uh, not only did he break his record for passing yards, they did beat the Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford was 13 of 27 with 165 yards and a touchdown. Tom Brady, 36 for 58. 58 throwing attempts. Uh, 280 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Daryl Henderson, 12, uh, 12 rushing attempts for 56 yards. There was almost zero, zero rushing production from the Bucks running backs. 50, I believe it was under 50 yards for the entirety of their running back personnel. Um, Cooper Cup, doing what Cooper Cup does, the only offensive piece for the Rams. Eight receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, who would have thought the two leading receivers for the Buccaneers would be Kate Otten with five for 68, and Scotty Miller, Seven receptions for 53 yards. Kate Otten also had that touchdown on that game-winning drive. Um, this game went under. I said it was going to go under. I actually placed this under in my round robin for my leans. What can you say, man? These teams still stink. You had a battle of the stinkiest teams, and uh, the Rams are just super stinky. Uh, I think the spread was three points, so you know if you went to a side, you pushed, but... You know, for everybody who took this over on this game, you know, let's uh, let's let's figure it the fuck out because because uh, you're taking two teams that are struggling to get first downs in an over. Absolutely not. Um, Buccaneers win. Congrats to Tom Brady over 100,000 passing yards. Buccaneers and Rams go under. Let's go to the Sunday night game. Titans and Chiefs. Uh, I don't think a lot of people expected this to be this sweaty of a match uh Titans 17 Chiefs 20 Malik Willis 5 for 16 16 passing attempts for 80 yards uh two completely different quarterbacks between he and Mahomes um let's just say Mahomes almost had as many attempts as Malik Willis had passing yards Patrick Mahomes was 43 of 60 
eight. 446 yards and only one passing touchdown to show for it. Unbelievable. Uh, Derrick Henry, 17 carries for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Malik Willis, the second leading rusher, eight carries for 40 yards. Mahomes, the leading rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs with six carries for 63 yards. And the Kansas City running back personnel, McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, drawing a blank on the third guy, Pacheco, 14 total rushing yards. Unbelievable. Receiving side for the Chiefs. So many people involved. Kelsey, 10 receptions for 106 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster, 10 receptions for 88 yards. Nicole Hardman, 6 receptions for 79 yards. Noah Gray, 3 receptions for 45 yards. And Jarek McKinnon, 6 receptions for 40 yards. This game wasn't pretty. Titans cover. That was one of Donnell's pick. He had the Titans plus 12 and a half, I believe. Uh, yep. Donnell had Titans plus 12 and a half. Um, yeah, we both said Patrick Mahomes, big spots, generally doesn't cover these spreads. Uh, Mike Vrabel, one of the best dog teams when it comes to sports betting, uh, especially large, but I think 10 or more. The dude covers like 85% of the time. Uh, so that's a trend I always look for. Titans in a 10 or more underdog uh, generally, Mike Rabel coaches well, keeps his game competitive, and absolutely did. Titans 17, Chiefs 20. Uh, just two games uh, that we're, we're not going to go fully in depth for, but the Bears 32, Dolphins plus, or Dolphins 35. Uh, on preview Thursday, we gave out the Bears plus four or five or six, whatever the hell it was, because we were also talking about the Bradley Chubb trade to the Dolphins. Um, so that we said the, the Bears is, is our lean, but I officially did not take them because I was unsure of the Bradley Chubb effectiveness. The only thing Bradley Chubb did was make Justin Fields scramble out of the pocket and ultimately breaking a season single game rushing yard record by quarterback. He had like 178 or 187, whatever that number is uh so justin fields breaks a qb rushing record in the regular season and the jets beat the bills um wow 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 uh bills spread got hammered by the public uh they thought the bills were absolutely gonna manhandle the jets uh josh allen he had a rough game but this jets defense they're good <laughs> they're they're you know, they're being coached by a defensive head coach, Salu, for those of you who didn't know, came over from the 49ers, the 49ers defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, the the guy is just there to, he's old school, win by the defense, limit the turnovers from your quarterback. And that's what they did. Uh, they picked up Sauce Gardner. The dude is the real deal. Uh, he had that late game interception, uh, ultimately, Led the, uh, which I believe the Jets went down and scored a touchdown off of that with from Michael Carter. Um, I didn't fully watch that game because there were so many games going on at 1 p.m. What is the NFL doing with scheduling? There was two 4 o'clock window games, and the rest of them were 1 o'clock. Um, thank um, glad NFL Red Zone's a thing because it was try. I was hard, it was hard keeping up everything. Uh, but yeah, Bills go down to the Jets. Um, 
Uh, I'll tell you what. If anybody had Bill's Survivor left in their pool, wow, uh, that's a tough one. But let's take a look at the Monday night football game. Ravens traveling to New Orleans. New Orleans, New Orleans Saints are one and a half point home underdogs. So Ravens are laying one and a half points. And the total for the game is 46 and a half. Um, just off rip. Uh, I looked at Isaiah Likely's receiving yard total for this game, and it's at 40 and a half. There's no Mark Andrews. I keep seeing conflicted things where, like, Mark Andrews is out, Mark Andrews is doubtful. Um, I'm going to take it as Mark Andrews is not playing in this game, okay? Uh, if Mark Andrews is not playing, if we get a definitive Mark Andrews is not playing, then uh, I will absolutely be playing Isaiah Likely over 40 and a half receiving yards. Tight end is a huge part for not only this offense, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, this team lost Rashad Bateman, which is huge. Uh, so it's going to be a consistent dose of Isaiah Likely, the running game, and DuVernay. Josh Oliver, uh, he might also be a good take a look at potentially first touchdown if his first touchdown is over like 3,000 odds I'll sprinkle a couple dollars on that um but we're also going to look at Lamar Jackson over 60 and a half rushing yards um he's been rushing the ball a lot I think he's hit this three of his last four games um not 100% sure on that but I think it's like two of his last three or three of his last four whatever it is um, so that number does seem a little low, lacking playmakers. So he might have to get out the pocket a little bit more, a little bit more design running plays. Um, this, uh, uh, dude, when I look at this game, I know primetime unders have been a thing, but I really think for some reason this game goes over. Um, you have the Ravens secondary who has been abysmal in the second half of football games. And you have the Saints defense who they're not good. They're not good. I know they just shut out the Raiders last week, but they've been getting up, giving up almost 30-plus points to every single person they've played. They have literally, literally been putting up points but losing because their defense can't keep up with their offense. Um, you know, the Saints are scoring points, but they're not playing defense. And the Ravens, they're scoring points. They're getting out ahead, but in the second half, they're almost collapsing. Um, you know, when I first looked at this total, I was eyeing the over. Um, but the public is all over the under, and I am confused how they're. It's so lopsided. Uh, as of right now, seventy-one percent of the bets are on the under. What? What? You're telling me two two pretty solid off offensive teams, both playing shitty defense, and we're just gonna smack the under? I could be completely wrong. But. Give me a break. Uh, you're telling me if you pick a side in this game, you're going to take the under? Absolutely not. Um, so I'm going to roll with the, the Ravens to win and cover. Uh, they're just the better team. Although they're missing playmakers, Mark Andrews and Bateman, we're getting a discount on this number. We really know this this number should be like three and a half, four and a half. Uh, Mark Andrews obviously is a huge piece of this offense, but Isaiah Likely is good. He is really good. He, you know, when he got drafted and you were watching this guy in preseason, everybody was like, holy shit. You know, they could run two tight end sets if they want to, regardless, because this guy is 
you know, he's not as good as Mark Andrews, but a little bit faster. Uh, probably just as even in the strength category. And he's a solid blocker. Um, he fits perfectly in this offense. Um, so, you know, Ravens minus one and a half. I also like the over, so take your pick there. Um, and then we're going to roll with Isaiah Likely over 40 and a half receiving. We're going to roll with Lamar Jackson over 60 and a half rushing. Uh, you know, I truly think this hits because I think there's some points in this game. Um, Ravens win. I believe they cover. I think this game goes over like Isaiah Likely, like Lamar. Uh, probably will sprinkle Isaiah Likely first touchdown. You got to. Um, I think I'll also sprinkle Josh Oliver, the backup tight end for the Ravens. You know, you figure Isaiah Likely was getting some playing time being the backup. So basically, he's just going to move up to Mark Andrews' role. Josh Oliver is going to move up to Isaiah Likely role. And, you know, if they run two tight end goal sets, you know, we've got a solid option to get some value. I think last time I saw Josh Oliver was like plus 3,000 to score the first touchdown. Throw a couple of dollars on there. Uh, it's basically a lotto ticket. Um, if he hits, you know, you're Bezos. If he doesn't, oh, well. Um, but, yeah, another solid week on the podcast, man. Um, we're going to get right back to this on th- on Thursday. Preview Thursday with Dino. We're going to break down every single game, give our early leans. Um, but we don't make our official picks till Saturday, as usual. So, if you enjoyed the podcast, do us a huge favor. Leave us a comment and rate. We are almost on every single potential platform to listen to a podcast. Um, I'm sure there's a few odds and ends out there. Um, thank you so much for everybody for the feedback. Um, we're doing our best with, you know, trying to level out the microphone microphone volume. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at shred the spread underscore. You can also follow us on TikTok for, you know, a little bit of uh, entertainment on there at shred the spread. Um, as usual, if you enjoyed the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy, we'll just act like this never happened. So this has been Recap Monday, episode 13. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys with Dinell on Thursday. Thanks for listening.